Thank you for listening to the Take It With You Season 6, Chapter 3 podcast entitled Big Rain. Hey, we could not do this without our amazing local sponsors. Duluth Coffee Company, Sir Benedict's Tavern on the Lake, Buzz Frenzy, the Zeitgeist Center for Arts and Community, and of course, our gold star, number one in our hearts, Aurora Borealis in liquid form and grade A sponsor and partner in crime. That's right, Bent Paddle Brewing Company. So crack open a Bent Paddle beer... And listen to this show recorded live on June 18th, 2019 at the Teatro Zaccone in Duluth, Minnesota. There is some adult language and content in this one, as always, so you should probably listen with a friend. I keep praying for a big rain, a big rain, a big rain. Big ol' rain Hear that thunder sound
around the municipality of Smashmouth Valley and in the territory on west, there's only one way to handle the murderers, pussy grabbers, and smash mouths. And that's with a U.S. Marshal and the smell of firearm vapor. We bring you now another thrilling tale of high adventure in the Wild West, filled with love, betrayal, and coconut horses. Starring Gracie Anderson, Corey Kaufman, Chris Erickson, Mary Fox, Ryan Nelson, Blake Rystad, Matt Reilly, Christina Stroop Manchester, Blake Thomas, and Zachary Stouffer as U.S. Marshal Zach Stouffer. We begin our story on a gray, misty morning out on the trail. Zatch, Mary, Rick, and Billy that kid awake beside a bed of lightly smoldering coals, having just returned from a well-deserved trip to see the mental picture show that we know as dreaming. But that other, far more intelligent species living far off in the nooks and crannies of the universe refer to as life, death, future, past, heart, vision, star, magic, shadow, shroud, blood diary. <laughs> the translation is not exact, but what is? <laughs> Rise and shine, everybody. Well, hey, hey, are you okay, Zatch? I'm all right. I'm all right. Jesus, just got to get my bearings. More terror dreams, Zatch? Don't know if I'd say that, Mary. Pretty pleasant from what I can recollect. Uh, Marshal? Yeah, what is it, Billy, that kid? I, I didn't mean to overhear you, Marshal, but, but you were screaming through the night pretty loud, and it, it didn't seem all that pleasant. You eavesdropping on my goddamn dreams, Billy, that kid? <laughs> Dropping eaves ain't a good trait for anyone at any time, but especially not during another man's dreams. It's when a man's body is most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Sure is some truth to that. <laughs> yeah, your mom and pa must have raised you better than to fucking dream drop, Billy, that kid. Uh, now, Marshal, you know we don't have a mom or pa. You know this. We had a number of conversations about it over the last few days. I suppose you're right, Rick. I am. Well, guess that explains his plum clear lack of manners when it comes to ears snooping on a person's night stories. So many things wrong with that sentence. I, I, I didn't. I didn't mean no harm, Marshal. And yet you caused so much of it, that kid. Like a goddamn porcupine just running its quills into my old dog's nose. His name was Willie. Now maybe that porcupine didn't mean no harm on account of how it was. God made and which what, but regardless, the pine is a hurricane of sadness and needle to the nose bullshit. I am my dead dog, Willie, in this situation. Oh, Marshall, looks like someone woke up on the wrong side of the ground bed this morning. Can't even tell with any amount of certainty that I have woken up or if I'm still terror dreaming. I thought you weren't terror dreaming, Marshall. Because if the first thing to have happened to me on awakening to the goddamn sun is getting a snitch's account of my dreams screaming from Billy, that goddamn kid, <laughs> I can tell you for certain one way or another if I'm still terror dreaming or not. All right, Marshall. Well, why don't we all just quickly come to the conclusion that you are indeed awake, and while I'm getting breakfast ready, why don't we lay out a plan for the day because we should get on the road? Yeah, suppose we should. Billy, that kid, you ever cooked up a ham breakfast? Mmm, ham. I don't believe I have. Well, why don't I show you then? I can't wait, Rick Dad. <laughs> Let's uh, cook up some ham then, Billy, that kid. Uh, are you okay, Rick Dad? I've never been more okay in my whole life. <laughs> Come on now, youngin. Let's grab the supplies from the wagon. Okay. 
You little zombie. It's a buckboard, deputy. Well, seems like Rick has sure taken a shine to Billy that kid. Think so. Clear as day, his paternal instincts are just coming out natural, like a, like a dandelion coming up out of the ground or some shit. Hmm. Like a fucking dandelion or some shit? <laughs> well, best put the old kibosh on that post-haste. We don't need no emotional connection slowing down our business and getting out east to get with your grandma. Well, Marshal, I suppose it don't do much harm if it's only for a time. Suppose so? Do suppose. Well, if you suppose. I do suppose. Suppose I'd best trust you then. Suppose I'd never given you reason not to. <laughs> suppose you're right. Suppose I am. Suppose. Mmm-hmm. Suppose. <laughs> Well, after ham breakfast, if we get on down the road a spell, we ought to hit the town of Dishwalla by mid-afternoon. From there, we can send a telegram out to the village of Portishead and the Krusty Ranch, and we'll get Billy that kid back with the traveling circus in no time. I sure hope so. Mm-hmm. Marshal! Marshal Deputy Rick Dad is gonna teach me how to make ham breakfast. Well, don't fuck it up, Billy that kid. <laughs> oh, Marshal. Well, first things first, Billy my kid. I mean, uh... <laughs> I mean, Billy, that kid. <clears throat> like dandelions and some shit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, first things first, we're going to need to get this fire back going. Okay, I can do that. I'm real good at setting things on fire. All right, then. Here's some matches. Careful now. After a successful ham breakfast on the trail, the gang continued east toward the town of Dishwalla. Yeah! At the same time, about 15 miles southeast, the traveling circus was starting their day in the village of Portishead. After an emotionally charged band dynamic afternoon the previous day, the anticipation of a performance at a local fair in Portishead that afternoon, and coming to terms with the fact that they had somehow lost Billy, things were tenuous at best as they discussed their situation in the thoroughfare. All right, everybody, I'm not going to skirt around the issue. The circus has some tough decisions to make. We sure do, Blue. Crinkle agrees with Thimble here, because he always agrees. It's just easier that way, because old Crinkle don't hear that well. We can speak louder than Crinkle. What? You sound down, Blue. What gives? I'm just a little hungover, is all, Curtsy. Couldn't sleep last night too much on my mind, I guess. So, I tied one on. Makes sense. I've been there, then left. But I could never get it out of my dreams. How beautiful it was. Swans and the canaries. The rolling green lawns and the berries on the bushes. Those candle lanterns floating on the pond. So I came back. I built a small house there by the water and settled down. Found a wife and made a family. Trimmed the nettles when required. When those kids was tall as a rhubarb, I left. Needed to. The mist was calling to me to drink it up with a custom-made straw that could draw the liquid out of the air. I fashioned it out of a reed. <laughs> Ever since, I've been living life as a wanderer, studying the stars and the earth, trying to make a connection between them, like a yo-yo string connects to a spinning disc that jumps and dances to the whims of human muscle movement. Uh, can you repeat that? Uh, I, I can't hear so well. 
<laughs> they call me crinkle because I'm old. <laughs> don't think I can repeat it exact. I'm pretty high on opium. <laughs> but I think I can paraphrase. Chimney sweeps are God's moral energy. Chinny, chinny does sleep in pods on the coral hemorrhage. I'll give you that. Oh, Crinkle, you are always good for a laugh. I, I would love a bath. Okay, let's move beyond whatever the hell is happening right now. Here's the situation. We have a performance this afternoon. We've lost Billy, and since Steve joined the circus, we've been at each other's throats. Don't know what to tell you. I think it's all just as good as the chimney sweep planned it, and it makes me hard. Oh. <laughs> that is enough, Steve. Fair point. Fair point. What are our options, Blue? Did anyone see Billy since we left the Krusty Ranch? I, I did not. I've never while. met him. So it's very possible we left him there. Well, then why don't we just turn back tomorrow and go back and get him? Turn back? The circus moves forward, always has. We never turn back. Well, I have a turned back. Some people call it a spinal deformity, but uh, I just call it painful. I say, I say, we move on. I say we find Billy. We ought to him. Billy could be anywhere, like a gossamer pubic carpet on the wind. I have no opinion as to the matter as I've never met the child and I'm not in the headspace where I can determine if we're playing out a dream scenario or if we're reciting previously written prose before hoes. <laughs> I'm more or less just writing haikus in my head as this is all playing out in front of me. For example, Billy is a kid, one that I never met once. Opium is great. <laughs> well, that was nonsense. What do you think, Crinkle? I agree. Which side of the discussion do you agree with? Oh, you got it, Blue. That's not, you know, Never mind, Crinkle. Okay, then. It's up to you, Blue. What do you want to do? <sighs> we'll play the show this afternoon, and we'll move on. I'm disappointed in you, Blue. <laughs> then you try to lead this operation, Thimble. Hell, I found you on the side of the damn road. Where do you think you'd be without me? Yeah, probably selling thimbles. <laughs> and not leaving innocent children to wander the world alone. Hey. Let's ease the tension with some opium. Am I right? I'm right. Well, that's good opium. Meanwhile, on the other end of the village of Portishead, Penelope Thatcher and Julia Rockwell, neighbors, emerge from their respective houses to tend to their gardens. Good morning, Julia. Nice to see you out and about this early. Uh, no later than normal, Penelope. Oh, my. Please pardon my boorishness and inobservance to the matter. Just seems like you've been getting up late as of recent. I just hoped you weren't poorly. Well, no, strong as an ox. Well, how are your carrots coming along? Well, I haven't heard any complaints from them. <laughs> oh, Julia. <laughs> That's what I love about you. What's that? Oh, your sense of humor, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a laugh riot. <laughs> Good morning, Julia. Morning, Mr. Thatcher. How many times must I tell you, Julia? Please, call me Jonathan. I'll try to remember, Mr. Thatcher. Are you off, darling? Afraid I must, my sweet Penelope. I'm obliged to get downtown and prepare for the fair. Mm, but what a delight. Oh, indeed. As the comptroller and owner of the First Bank of Portishead, I've been asked 
to speak at the event. Have you really? I have. I need to go and prepare my statements. Godspeed, Comptroller. Thank you, Julia. Don't mention it. I will see you later, my dear Penelope. Oh, a, a kiss for good luck? If only I could, my sweet, but time is of the essence. Busy man. He really has made a name for himself, hasn't he? Sure has. You must be proud. Julia, will you be going to the fair today? Well, I suppose I will. Some of my students are performing in the talent show. You know, Julia, the whole town talks about what a great influence you are on the children. Is that what they say now? Well, of course. You're the best teacher this town has ever had. That's precisely what they say. Well, that's nice to hear. I'm sure I'll run into you later on. I should tend to the kitchen or... Uh, okay. Bye, then. See you later! As the fair gets underway in the village of Portishead, Marshal Zatch, Deputy Rick, and elegant high-priced prostitute Mary... It's all I ever wanted to do. ...and Billy, that kid, arrive in the town of Dishwalla. Easy, Brandy number two. Easy now. Oh, you're a fine girl. An even finer girl. Seems like a nice town, Dishwalla. Sure does. Maybe a little forgettable, but it gets the job done. I have a question, Rick, Dad. I bet you have many questions, as children often do. Well, it's, it's just that you were saying you're going to send some telegrams here in town to try to reunite me with the traveling circus? That is the plan, young'un. Well, what if I don't want to go back to the traveling circus? What if I want to stay with you? Well, Billy, my kid, that kid, you're a stowaway, Billy, that kid. You don't get much of a say in the fucking matter. Marshal! Sorry. Excuse my language. You don't get much of a say in the fucking matter. Marshal! Damn it, did it again. Billy, that kid, you just don't get much of a say in the fucking matter. Marshal! Be damned. I just can't seem to get it to come out clean. You just got a way of dirtying up my tongue, Billy, that kid. Making me say fucking things I wouldn't be prone to say, as they seem to be falling outside of the genteel manner of speech more befitting of a United, United States, States Marshal right now. But as to your specific question, Billy, that kid, as much as we may want to have you continue on with us... Oh, fuck me, we do. Marshal! Well, we have a dangerous road ahead of us, and we couldn't in good conscience put you in harm's way. I can hold my own, Rick, Dad. I, I know I can. Just give me a chance. The chance for fucking chances is coming fucking gone, Billy, that kid. <laughs> like a fucking scream dream I had that haunts me like the ghost of fucking Ulysses S. Grant when he was fucking the corpse of my... Marshal! God damn it. You bring out the worst in me, Billy, that kid. I'm sorry, Marshal. Billy, why don't you just help me tie up these horses and then we can get over to the telegraph office. Okay. Here we go. Getting down from the wagon. Alright. Okay. Oh, there we go. All right, your turn, my kid. Easy does it. I love jumping off wagons. Buckboard. Whee! Oh, you're great. <laughs> All right, now, let's just wrap the old leather horse leash around the old wooden horse pipe to secure it. Like this, Rick Dad? <laughs> Just like that, my kid. Awesome! Looks like those dandelions are growing pretty strong and shit, Marshal. Be damned. Well, we best get to the telegraph office. Come on, Deputy. Let's get down to the business at hand. All, All right, right Marshal. Jinx, you owe me a childhood! Oh. <laughs> oh.
Billy, you scamp. Come here so I can tossle your Come on now. <laughs> yes, Marshal. <laughs> I'm gonna get you. <laughs> Strangers, what can I do you for? You need to send a couple of telegrams. Oh, well, you came to the right place. Name's Bismarck Jane of the Solitary Bismarck Jane Telegraph Operation. for short. Yeah. Nice to make your acquaintance, Jane. I'm United States Marshal. No, Jane's my last name. Bismarck's my first. I think they just screwed it up on the paperworks when I was born. Because my parents' last name is Bismarck. And one of my parents' parents' last name is Bismarck, and so forth and so on. But there ain't no point in living in the past. You got that right, Mrs. Jane. Oh, now who is this fine young man? His name's Billy. Oh, nice to meet you, Billy. Yeah, for the record, his full legal name is Billy That Kid. Not true. And he's the whole reason we're here. Do explain. Well, ma'am, Deputy Rick here. Nice to make your acquaintance. And Mary, an elegant high-priced prostitute. Verbal curtsy, Miss Jane. Mm. Now, we've been hired to go on out east to see Mary's grandmother. Oh, she's seen a peck of trouble. Mmm, elegant. What? <laughs> and uh, due to some swindling and some nasty river snake biting of our horses, we ended up with the traveling circus for a spell. Oh, uh, all too familiar a tale. Really? And once we got to Rick's mother's second cousin's ranch... I'm not entirely clear how we're related. <laughs> Well, in order to save all of our lives, I had to have some sex with one of Rick's relatives in the barn. <laughs> if I had a nickel for every time that happened to me. You'd be Nicholas, I'm guessing. <laughs> and the next day, unbeknownst to us, when we split ways with the traveling circus, Billy, that kid here, had stowed away in our buckboard. <laughs> I knew we it! We didn't. And now we're trying to track down the circus in order to reunite them with Billy that kid in order that we may continue our journey out east unburdened by Billy Rick's kid. Did you hear that, Billy? I did, Rick Dad. He, he put us together verbally. He sure did. Oh, this is exactly why I got into the telegraph game. I have a hard time believing that. But I do like the cut of your jib. I don't even know what a boat is. What, but, well, how would you have put the reference together? Oh, don't overthink it. Don't overdrink it. Otherwise, your brain will go kaput like a ghost. Like sit on the ceiling from some burnt up toast. Okay. Uh. <laughs> what? You don't know that one? No. no. I do. Oh, then you get a lemon candy. Yeah. Can we just please send these telegrams? Oh, not the small targa, Marshal. Fair enough. I need to send two identical messages. Mm -hmm. One to the village of Portishead, mm -hmm. and one to the post Blink-182 with directions mm. to relay the message to the Krusty Ranch. Mm. Go ahead, I'll get it down verbatim. Message <laughs> intended to reach the traveling circus. Stop. We have Billy that kid. Stop. Message back to the town of Dishwalla within two days. Stop. Right away, Marshal. Will that be all? No. No? No. 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 Also send a message to the municipality of Smashmouth Valley, care of Clarice at Mary's Cafe and Brothel. What should it say? Mary, Zatch, and Rick are in the town of Dishwalla. Stop. Please inform us of current events in Smashmouth Valley. Stop. I hope there are enough strawberries in the kitchen. Stop. Oh, XOXO. Stop. Kiss your face. Stop. Mm. 
I will send these immediately. Where can I find you? Well, we'll be at the hotel across the way. In separate rooms. Mm. I'm a United, United States, States Marshal, after all. Mm, yeah, no one cares. Uh, anyway, <laughs> much obliged, ma'am. Come along, Billy, my kid. You got it, Rick Dad. Oh, Take care of you. <laughs> As they left the telegraph office, knowing that a message would soon be delivered, starting with words, translated into tap, tap, tappy taps, then retranslated into words through the vehicle of wires and magic to the village of Portishead, another kind of magic was happening at the end of that line. Well, not precisely at the end of the line, but right outside where the line ended, beyond the telegraph office walls, in the bustling square at the center of Portishead, where the annual county fair was taking place, filled with creepy stilt walkers, creepy clowns, creepy children spitting at other creepy children, creepy vendors shouting with vigor to try and rise above the din, praying that their voices would cut through the fray, perhaps to entice some creepy jackass to put their dollar on the barrel head, which, once laid, would translate in time to potato and whiskey. And although no one person actually thought it, it was a collective thought that everything is a translation. Words, tappy taps, Dreams, magic wires, dollars, whiskey, the fire in our bellies, the notion that if you scream a little louder, you might hit a few more ears. And those ears mean dollars and flowers. And those flower dollars make sense, yes. I mean both meanings of the word sense. For in a world that constantly needs translation, how can we fathom the concept of a spinning imagination in the wake of something as trivial as language? I mean, a word isn't just a word. It has the whole history of evolution behind it, and it speeds by you, Doppler effect style. And then the word changes its meaning entirely, and then we have to translate it all again with a new frequency in mind. You see what I'm saying? No, Steve. No one has any idea what you're talking about. Well, I do. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I don't understand what the young kids are talking about. The old crinkle here, he gets me. I knew he would. You're high! You're right, Curtsy. You're all right. Oh, focus up. The circus has a show to put on. I don't care if Steve is high and I, I don't care if Steve is high. I don't care if Billy is missing and I don't care. Oh, I care deeply that Billy is missing. Oh, and I don't care that Crinkle is old. Sold to the gentleman in the back with the lazy eye and the infectious smile. Hey, uh, what's happening to you, Blue? I thought the circus was a place to let your gossamer pubic blanket just roll on the wind. A magic carpet merkin that has your dreams a perkin no matter when. Steve, you've only been with us one day. And you're fucking high! If being high is a crime, then call me Big Time Crimey High Jobs. <laughs> well, hold on. That's the name of my illegitimate son. Could you be my son? Never can tell, but I'd say it's almost a 100% certainty. Oh, God damn it. We perform in a half an hour. Come on, all of you. We need to rehearse. All right, here we go. All right. If you've ever found yourself in a traveling circus group and you've lost a member of your crew named Billy, you know how important it is to take a moment to collect your thoughts. That's where Sir Benedict's Tavern on the Lake comes in. At Sir Ben's, you can enjoy one of their many delicious beers on tap. 
have a snack, and forget all about the many problems as you stare out at beautiful Lake Superior. So don't fret, friends. There's always Sir Ben. Elsewhere at the fair, Penelope runs into some gossipy bitches. Oh, did you hear that about Penelope? I, I can't even believe it. Penelope! Hi. Hi, Millie. Gladys. Hi. Nice day for the fair. Actually, it looks like there might be some clouds rolling in. Oh, lighten up, Gladys. You don't always have to be pointing out the failures of the sky. It's just an observation, Millie. And you know what? No, Maybe what? if you didn't think about the clouds as being failures and you saw them for the moisture-providing, land-nurturing, floaty heaven pillows that they are, you wouldn't talk so much shit about them. Try opening a book once in a while. <laughs> Oh, I'll do you one better. I'll write you a book. It'll be called Gladys is a Bitch. And I know it for a fact because my book is full of bitch facts about Gladys. Love you. I would totally read that book. Right? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, i definitely read that. You'd read a book about all my bitch facts and failures? <laughs> Not cool. Oh. Not cool. Thanks, Millie. Oh, yeah, no, no, I, I just, uh, if either of you wrote a book, I'd read it. Okay, weird. <laughs> uh, but I guess I get it. I mean, <laughs> anyway, I've been meaning to ask you, what's up with your neighbor, Julia? What do you mean? Didn't you hear? She was late to teach school the other day, and Margaret Doherty said when she got there, there was whiskey on her breath. She's a wreck. Uh, Everybody says so. Ladies, you all know what she's been going through. Oh, what? That her husband and daughter both died out on the Oregon Trail of a broken arm, a broken leg, exhaustion, cholera, typhoid, snake bite, fever, measles, dysentery, and they also drowned at the same time? Yes, exactly. It was awful. Well, that was a year ago, for Christ's sake. Get on with your life. You know that Charlie Wicker has been courting her for months. Uh, he ain't bad looking either, considering his ear thing. Uh, <laughs> and she won't even give him the time of day. Not a 9 a.m., not a 12.37, uh -uh. not even an 8.15. What gifts? Well, it, things, you know, take time to heal. Or maybe she's a dyke. Uh, hey, take it easy. She's been through a lot. Oh, did we hit a nerve? I ain't seen you popping out any of Jonathan's babies. And he's well, got that sweet comptroller dick. Hey! Damn right! Well, maybe you're a dyke. Yeah? You wish I were. Oh, Gladys got burned. Yes. Shut up! <laughs> Look, Penelope, if you want to be friends with the drunk widow dyke, that's your business. I'm not her friend! She's my neighbor, okay? That's all. Satisfied? She's just a weirdo that lives by uh, me. Uh, I hardly know her, and frankly, I wish this town didn't think I would associate uh, with someone like that in the first place. Uh, and, stop talking. And my husband has ambitions, sure. Maybe he's a comptroller now, but he's going places, and just because I have a little bit of sympathy for an acquaintance of mine whom I know merely because of the proximity of our properties doesn't mean that I'm a friend of a drunk widow dyke, okay? But still, I have a little respect for someone who lost their family due to a combination of broken arm, broken leg, exhaustion, cholera, typhoid, snake bite, fever, measles, dysentery, and also drowning at the same time, drunk dyke or not. Um, uh, speechless? Good. Now, I think you both owe me an apology. No, it's not that. Hi there, Julia. Oh. Hi. Mm. What y'all talking about? Oh, 
nothing, really. Um, Millie was just saying that there are some clouds rolling in. Oh, it looks like there might be some rain coming. Ah, <clears throat> okay. Okay, well, uh, if and when the rain comes, I sure hope that the dike holds up okay. I'd hate to see a lot of people get hurt. <laughs> uh, Gladys! I thought I told you to wait for me outside the saloon. Sorry, Vern. It was just you were taking so long, and I thought that Oh, maybe... you thought? You needn't do any damn thinking, Gladys. I'll take care of that. And what about you, Miller? <laughs> Don't you tell me you was thinking too now. Sorry, Tom. Be a team player now. All right, Tom. <laughs> Y'all just wait outside of the saloon while your husbands get soused? <sighs> That's bleak. Mind your damn business, Julia. Come on, Gladys. Circus show is starting. Let's go. All right, Vern. You too, Millel. <laughs> Julia, dude, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Don't apologize. I, I know why you have to say what you say. Excuse me? You don't know a damn thing about me, Julia. <laughs> if you say so. Penny, uh, there you are. The music is about to start, shall we? Okay, nothing would please me more at this very moment, husband, considering our current company. Oh, didn't see you there. How are you, Julia? Never been better. Very well, then. This is a brand new song about the recent events that have been shaping our lives. It's about a kid. A kid I've never met, but who I can see when I close my eyes. It's a series of dancing shadow splotches when I push hard on my eyelids whilst they're closed. It looks a little bit like when you put oil in the water, but with some weird crystalline whirlpools shooting laser beams from its nucleus. Enjoy. Billy, 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 Billy,
Walker is gone. He had no family, his daddy was dead. His funkin' mama too. We gave him shelter, made sure he was fed. Took him to the funkin' zoo. What did we do to make him wanna leave us? We called the coppers, but nobody. like to run it over one more time. Why, yes, of course. Do you mind, Penelope? Ophelia has been kind enough to give me pointers on some of the more nuanced language contained in my address. Oh, well, isn't that thoughtful of her? I'll see you after. Mm. Wish me luck. Penelope. Uh, Ophelia. <laughs> Here's a fun fact, friends. It turns out that whether you're working on the nuanced language of an upcoming speech, teaching a kid named Billy to make a delicious ham breakfast, or whatever the hell else is happening in this episode, you'll like to be happier whilst drinking a delicious bent paddle beer, or a cup of Duluth Coffee Company coffee, or using Buzz Frenzy to help you master automated Facebook marketing. That's right. Bent Paddle Brewing Company, Duluth Coffee Company, and Buzz Frenzy are all sponsors of this show. And that's why I'm saying this. It's a fact. Let's check back in with the gang in the town of Dishwalla, shall we? Uh, you got any twos, Mary? Go fish, Billy that kid. Okay. You have any sevens, Rick? Goldfish? Well, all right then. You have any aces, Marshall? Mm, go fuck your mother at the dump, Rick. Whoa. Marshall! How long do we have to sit around here for again, waiting on a reply from those telegrams? We agreed we'd give it two days, Marshall. Yeah, grumble, grumble. Uh, it's your turn, Marshall. You, um, got any whiskey, Billy, that kid? <laughs> oh, Marshall. Yeah. Well, that seems boring. Let's adventure back to Portishead to see how the circus is getting along. Oh, I'm not liking the looks of this weather, y'all. I'm with you, Blue. It does look as though the sky might start to happen. Looks like it's blowing from east to west. I think you're right, Curtsy. I suggest we hit the road and continue on our way south. Hey there, I, I don't mean to interrupt. I'm not interrupting at all. Name's Julia. I just wanted to say how much I enjoyed your performance. Oh, thank, thank you, you very much. Thank you. Thank you. 
You know... <laughs> you know, they call... They call me Crinkle because, uh... Well, I plumb clear forgot why. So you just travel around? Sure do, like a swarm of bees. Stinging with venomous love wherever we end up. Uh, that sounds so liberating. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I recommend it. Two thumbs straight up. There's always room in our wagon. That's what the circus is all about. Primarily because we lost a kid a day back, so there's plenty of room. Um, we're not going to find him, and that's... Breaking my fragile heart. What Thimble here is trying to say is that the circus is a fluid thing, full of change, full of adventure. A and, and you make enough money to live on your own like that? Oh, we managed to scrape by. Yeah, Crinkle tells stories to strangers for butterscotch candy. <laughs> Please, join us if you like. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I wish I could come with y'all, but... My roots here run pretty deep. I I'm the schoolmarm. I ran across a schoolmarm once in West Texas. Damn thing popped under the ground and bit into my left pinky toe. I don't follow. Follow, lead, left, right. It's all the same in the dark. Don't mind him. <laughs> I'm pretty high. <laughs> Want some? <laughs> Oh, uh, no, no, thank you. I, I should get going, but it was nice to meet you. Oh, All nice right, to meet you, nice you darling. Nice nice you. Good boy! <laughs> All right, load in, y'all. Rains are coming. Yeah, oh, my God, get in the rain together. Here! And just like that, as mysteriously as they had arrived, the circus left the village of Portishead to journey farther down the literal and figurative trail, singing as they do while rolling along.
darkening and ears were hearkening as stray dogs were barking <laughs> leading to an unsettling feeling amongst the fairgoers Julia Vanellope a pleasure as always are you headed home yeah it looks like there's a good one coming <laughs> well hey there now uh, would either of you know where I can find the traveling circus I've got a, a, a telegram coming from a uh, dishwalla they just left town a bit ago. <laughs> well, what you gonna do? Uh, Julia, would you mind if I walked home with you? Uh, we're going in the same direction. Okay, thank you. Jonathan is off somewhere working on his speech with Ophelia, and I'm afraid if I don't leave now, I'll be soaked. Ophelia? Yes, um, she was helping him with the nuanced language of his address. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm sure he'll make it home soon. Sure he will. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, come on, Julia. I'm coming, I'm coming. Right. Uh, you know, if, if you need anything, remember, we're right next door. We're neighbors. I'm aware of where you live. Okay, then. Godspeed. The rain continued to fall, heavier by the minute. The wind howled, the trees convulsed, like rag dolls in the hands of a child with emotional issues. The siding of neighboring houses began to loose from the edges, like the mental state of a child with emotional issues. And Penelope sat alone in a darkened parlor, feeling like a child with emotional issues. So she made a decision. Julia! 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 What the hell are you doing? Can I come in? Fucking better. Okay. Oh, God, thank you. What is going on? It's just that Jonathan hasn't come home. What? I couldn't find my matches, is all to light the lamps. So I thought I'd come see you if if you had just, any just, just, just follow me. Okay. Hey, I'll get you some dry, dry clothes. Okay. Um. Here. Oh, thank you. I'll, I'll step out and let you change. Okay. Yeah, I, I sure do appreciate it, Julia. It was, it was just getting so dark in my house. Don't mention it. Well, I do forget what a lovely home you have here, Julia. Well, maybe because you haven't been here for about a year. Yeah, well, I do apologize, Julia. Jonathan has been so busy opening the bank and with his new position, and we've barely been able to catch our breath, so... Oh, there. Um, how do I look? What? What? <laughs> nothing, nothing. It's just... It's, it's nice to see you wearing some ill-fitting clothes for once instead of looking like a china doll. Oh, well, that's quite rude. Well, you know where the door is. I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm very grateful. Do you want some tea? I'd love that. Come on. Have a seat. Okay. Oh, thank you so much. Look. I'm not an idiot. I know why you don't come to call anymore. Well, Julia, it's like I said. Jonathan has been so busy. Ah! Oh, 
That, that's probably going to happen a lot. You yeah. might want to get used to it. Right, um, I'm fine, I'm fine. And no, it's, it's not like you said. The reason you don't call anymore isn't because Jonathan is busy, it's because he feels it's a liability to be associated with me. Oh, Julie, please, you're being absurd. I heard you talking to those gossip bags at the fair, and it wasn't the first time, Penelope. Oh, this town's too small to hide anything in. It is, unless you're actively not looking for it. Well, what, what do you mean by that? Nothing, I'm just being absurd. Well I, well, I didn't mean it like that. You don't mean anything much at all nowadays. Oh. Have some tea. I told you, you better get used to it. Oh, you got anything stronger than tea? Is this another crack about me being a drunk? No, no, I just, I could use a drink. And now, back to the gang, hunkered down in Dishwalla, where it is significantly less rainy. 15-2, 15-4, and a pair for six. That's a good one, Rick Dad. Now, what do you have? I don't think I have anything of any value. We can all agree on that, Billy that kid. <laughs> oh, Marshall. All right, look again, youngin. You got knobs. Oh, well, look at that. Big, shiny knobs. <laughs> yes, look at that. And now let's get back to something more interesting. Okay, okay, just pass me that bottle, Julia. <sighs> Jules. What's that? Jules, that's, that's what my husband would call me. Oh, I never heard him call you that. He was only in private and, and just a little thing that was for us, but you can call me Jules if you like. Oh. I think I'd like it if you called me Jules. When I was a kid, my grandma always called me Penny. I always kind of like that. Well, Penny it is then. Whiskey? Why the hell not? <laughs> oh. Ooh, oh, Jesus, it's getting pretty bad out there. Well, hey, look at you. You didn't even scream that time. Yeah, I think it's the whiskey. Well, speaking of the whiskey and what it's about to have me say to you, I... Penny, why are you such a bitch? <laughs> Excuse we, me? We used to be friends. Good friends. No, like, great Friends, I loved spending time with you, and then you what? My husband and my daughter die, so you just stop talking to no, me? Jules. Don't Jules me! You asked me to call you that. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Booze me! You have the bottle. So I do! Okay, look, it's complicated. You explain to me what's so fucking complicated. Well, Jonathan, yeah, he's just... Yeah, he's a big deal. I get it. Banker, comptroller, he's probably going to be the mayor, and then the governor, and then the president of the world. Jules, so you have to rub elbows with all the high-class bitches and their shit husbands and throw me under the bus in the process so Jonathan can make a name for himself. Well, good for fucking you, Penny. Good for fucking you. I can't have children, Jules. What? I can't have kids. We've tried and tried and tried and tried and tried. Well, at least you're getting some of that comptroller dick, am I right? Really? Sorry. You know, the doctor says that the chances are next to nothing, so what the hell am I supposed to do? I don't know. So yeah, I'm sorry. There are some people in town that think that you are a... a drunk dyke? Yeah. Look, I, I get it. I can't lose Jonathan. What the hell would I do? You know he's fucking Ophelia, right? Yeah, of course I know that. I'm just making sure. I'm not dumb. No, you're just mean. You tell me which is worse. Screw you. You don't have any idea what I'm going through. Maybe because you stopped talking to me after, you know, my family died? I'm not as strong as you, Jules, okay? Happy? Clearly I'm not. Oh, just booze me. What? Jules? What? Jules, the water's coming up through the floorboards! Oh, shit! Just come on upstairs! Okay! Ah! Damn it! I 
thought we were over there! Oh, it's jarring! Oh, come on! Penny, you obviously need to bring the whiskey. Oh, right, sorry. <laughs> well, we ought to be safe up here from the water, at least. <laughs> oh, God! Oh, calm down. Okay. It's just a tree branch through a window. Just a tree branch through a window? Jules, the house across the street just had its roof torn off. Come on! Okay. Bring the freaking whiskey, Penny! God! Yeah, okay, right. Um, are we gonna die? Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell me? Well, what the hell do I know? Just have a drink and calm the fuck okay. down. Yeah. <sighs> Better? Oh, no! Uh, but you do have a nice bedroom. <sighs> Give me that bottle. <sighs> okay! Okay, thank God. I think, I think maybe we got through the worst of it. Or maybe that was just the eye of the storm. Why would you say that? Because I'm... I'm not gonna pull punches. I value honesty, Penny, above all else. I okay. don't like bullshit, which is why your behavior over the last year of my life has made it so hard to fucking love you. Like you. Shut up! <sighs> I guess, or maybe it doesn't, I'm not God, and if I must confess, I'd say I lived my life out as a fraud. When I close my eyes to the heavens, I don't hear angels on high, just the wind as it remembers all the clouds that it pushed by. I guess, or maybe it won't, it's hard to tell. I've wasted so much breath, my lungs might could just rest a spell. And when I close my eyes to see the show that plays behind the curtain of my dreaming heart, I'll know what I'm already certain of. slowly crumble and the rain keeps falling down and all I have is a pile of things in this shitty town this shitty town where I spent my days never knowing how so I'd slap a smile on my face for the shitty man who owned this shitty town
shines down on this shitty town. In this shitty town where I spend my days, never knowing how, so I'd slap a smile on my face for the shitty men who own this shitty town. talk to the folks in the traveling circus today. You know what they do? A circus? <laughs> they travel around in a wagon together, going from city to city. Weird. Is it? Um, yes, it's weird. Let's say we fucking die tonight. Let's say we do. What do you think your husband is doing right now? Fuck you. Do you love him? What does that matter? I don't know. Don't be careless. I'm serious, I don't know. Does it bother you that you're a dyke? No. It bothers me that I'm a drunk dyke. Does it bother you that you're sharing a bottle of whiskey with a dyke on a bedroom floor? No. Would it bother you if tonight you died and didn't kiss me? Well, I don't know, I'd be dead. Does it bother you that you want to kiss me? Yes. Does it bother you because of tomorrow or because of today? Tomorrow. <laughs> And what if the odds of a tomorrow are just a fucking coin flip? I want a scissor to cut through the bullshit. When I wake, I want you by my side. It's like you're always on my mind. I just can't hide the way I feel.
for listening. Until next time, Take It With You is Gracie Anderson, Corey Kaufman on drums, Christopher Erickson on the bass, Mary Fox, Ryan Nelson, Blake Rystad doing our live Foley sound effects, Matt Reilly on the piano, also our music director, 
Christina Stroop Manchester, Zachary Stover, and Blake Thomas. Nicholas Gosen is our sound engineer, and Kendra Carlson is our stage and production manager. This episode was written by Blake Thomas with story assistance from Mackenzie McCollum, Ryan Nelson, and Matt Reilly. All of the original songs you heard were written by Matt Reilly and Blake Thomas, and the show was performed at the Teatro Zaccone here in Duluth, Minnesota. Our logo was designed by the one and only the wickedly talented Sarah Luke. Our specialty Foley items are often made by Matt. Gildner. And another thank you to our 2019 season sponsors, Bent Paddle Brewing Company, Duluth Coffee Company, Sir Benedict's Tavern on the Lake, Buzz Frenzy, and the Zeitgeist Center for Arts and Community. Find Take It With You on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and online at takeitwithyou.org. Thank you all for being a part of this, and we'll see you next time. I